Heaven high. Living lie. How are you? Rom Doings is brought to you by Squarespace. Oh, Build every time. a oh, website every out of a Squarespace. <laughs> Squarespace is great. You can have Squarespace for a hundred days, and if you don't have a comfy sleep, we'll deliver all your Blue Apron food to your neighbour. Squarespace, if you want a website that looks like everybody else's website. Make uh, your next move. Make <laughs> your next other product that's on web podcasts a lot. Or you're not sponsored by anything, are we? enjoyed your content. Yes, we are. <laughs> we, we, we are. We, we are actually sponsored by Monsanto. That's Round true, up. we are. So that's why and I, I Glaxo like Glaxo Smith Klein welcome. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I re-listened to some of our Ben Goldacre uh, oh, interview did you? from 8,267,324 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quite liked it. It's all right. Everybody should Who was best, it. me or you? Um, I was better because you put him in a spot. You basically did the usual thing of... Doctor, can you tell me why I'm mad and what I can do to stop being mad? What pills should I take? And he was kind of quite awkward about this. That I can't that, exactly that didn't diagnose. happen at it, all. It did. You, no, you it were didn't. one of those embarrassing people that shuffles up no, to a doctor at a not. party and no, says, no, I "I've not. my my winky's got a wart in it. What you can you do?" I said that. <laughs> well, true, yeah, but and that's it, not the same thing at all. No, I didn't. I would never do that. I'm not that sort of person. I did, however, unlike you, let him speak occasionally. No, no, he no. swore on our podcast. It's the He's only walking. time we've allowed that, isn't it? So it's episode 247. What's the topic today? The topic today is now Toby Young has resigned from the university regulator. Can we all just take it in turns to line up and kick him in the balls? That's the topic. <sighs> I mustn't really let you do topics anymore, must I? <laughs> you're, in, fact, in fact, what you're doing is you're trying to get out of doing housework. I'm doing, doing the washing so up as badly as possible. <laughs> Clearly you are. Yeah. Damn you. How, <laughs> uh, how was Crimble? No. How was it? No. no. Did you enjoy Crimble? It was too long ago to even remember. But did you enjoy it, though? Um, there were moments that were enjoyable. Like when Toby tried to kill himself. Oh, gosh, that was long after Crimble. That was New Year's Eve. Okay. Why did he try to kill himself? We play a game. Called Let's See If Toby Can Kill Himself. Called Let's See How Long Toby Can Be Unconscious For. How long was it? How, what's About, your best score so far? I've only managed to get up to five seconds. Which is longer than he actually sleeps, so that's quite... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's some peace and quiet in Tesco Car Park. I, uh, we play a game where we hold hands and run, and then the idea is that uh, I end up running too fast for his legs, and then he flies for a bit. That's the game. Mm-hmm. That's a good game, right? I so think we're, so. We're playing this in the path through the middle of Tesco Car Park, which is on our walk home. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he decides to yank his hand out of my hand at the exact moment his feet lift off the floor. He's such an idiot. He's such an idiot. And he lands flat, face flat on the ground. And I scoop him up straight away because obviously he's banged his head and he's crying. So that seems mm-hmm. like a good sign. Mm-hmm. And then he stops crying almost straight away. And then he just makes this noise. And that was the worst moment of my whole life. No, it wasn't. It really was. No, it wasn't. What's worse than that? Uh, when you kissed Sally Phillips, but she still went away with another man. Oh, that was my worst moment. Actually, my yeah. dad dying was probably worse. But, but yeah. no, it was one of the scariest things that's ever happened. Because I'm holding this lolling, unconscious creature that is my son. And I don't know if he's going to get better again. And then he and almost immediately worse, did. W- what's worse 
is that you've got an heir, but you don't even have a spare. That's true. So you know, it's 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 like it's like you, you precious china that you've just broken. And and you know what? Laura would have probably been quite annoyed as well. She would have been furious. She would have been really cross with you. I, I think it's lucky. So so he passes out and then comes back. Well, he probably didn't pass out. He probably just. Did, did that to annoy you and then you went to oh, yeah A&E. he faked he faked unconsciousness yeah. based on his extensive research on the topic yeah and then you went to A&E so we had to go to A we phoned well the wasting NHS's time yeah we phoned 111 so we were then forced to go why because did you phone 111 just is it like a little problem. ritual a little ritual like uh, putting a feather in your hat or something well, I don't nope. know what you nope. think you're going to do with 111 nope, nope. Mm. here's the plan right here's the end, the 111 plan you uh-huh. phone them so they can say, no, don't worry, you don't need to go to hospital. So you can just... And, of course, they are so useless that all they say is, oh, I'm sorry, you, what, you, you, you have a paper cut? Yes, I, I go to A&E straight away. We'll book, we've booked you into A&E, go. Yeah. Um, that's what they do to everyone. And that's the staff at the hospital are livid with, their, with 111. Every time you ever have to go in, yeah. they hate them. Because they're just cowards who send you straight to hospital. We just needed someone to say, keep an eye on him for three or four hours. Um, if he sleeps, wake him once an hour. If there's mm. any signs of concussion, go straight to A&E. But they don't. They just say, go to A&E for no reason. Um, and so we, and A&E just had the sense to have us sit in the kid's room for three or four hours while, and when he didn't die, they sent us home. <laughs> yes. Did you, did you see all the scenes at A&E? What with the Well, heart? we were in the kiddie area, so we only saw the sick kids. But they were, it was... Um, they were chronically understaffed when we finally got seen by a nurse practitioner she said that they had two of their main nurses off that night so no one the two two people able to discharge were away um and loads of yeah loads of doctors off and it was hell and well, she the- said one more one have just screwed us oh, we have they have you know they have a gp on call in, in the surge in the a and e Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't there. He'd been he'd got been sent on thirteen callouts by one one one, so they didn't have their GP in in house either. It seems that one one one, the way that they save money when they semi privatized one one one, didn't was was a little bit nope. ill thought out. For, bizarrely, it was a perfectly decent service that worked well. So they decided to localize it and semi privatize it, and now it's a colossal disaster. Mm. So that's yeah. good, as ever. Um, talking about colossal disaster, um, there was a radio phone-in clip from the LBC. They, they, you know their their little pet left winger that they've got. Mm-hmm. What's his name? James James Beers. Fuzzy Fuzzy Man. And and he said, and a Brexiter called in, and he said, "Could you uh, defending um, uh, Theresa May?" And he said, "Could you just tell me what's the what's the one thing that Theresa May's done that you're most pleased about?" And she, and he said, uh, Brexit means Brexit, and the, we're listening to the will of the people. Said, yeah, okay, that was a parliamentary vote last year to trigger Article Fifty. What's the well, what's the thing that she specifically has done that you are most pleased about, or that you think validates the fact that you're calling here to defend her record? What, what, what just one thing that? And and he wouldn't, he couldn't. He just said. Brexit means Brexit and the will of the people. And I said, OK, yeah, uh, we've heard those tropes. Can you actually just point to a, a kind of concrete initiative or achievement that's specifically driven by her that you might want to use? Um, anything? Any? Uh, nothing at all. I was thinking, is there anything? Because we know we like, obviously, she's pretty damn useless and she's also on the autistic spectrum. So she's very difficult to empathize with ironically um so but is there something that she has said or done that you do feel is uh despite all the other terrible things uh is a saving grace however small can you think of anything you know with with your camerons and your 
and so on. I think that's it's quite easy to answer. But no, I immediately I can't think of anything. She is she's cart. We've said before on the podcast she's cartoon evil. She's um, yeah. You know, the fact that she just she's until <laughs> you what yesterday she's been vocally pro fox hunting. I mean that's so <laughs> bizarre. It also just shows you how tone deaf she is. Yeah, exactly, a hundred percent. And so. Yeah, that, that, no, I can't think of any redeeming feature. And she doesn't seem to have done anything or have any great passion. Her only passion throughout her political career that I've, that I've identified as repeated is to to uh, her bizarre hatred of the Human Rights Act. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and that seems to be her only her only one passion is to is to get out of that. Presumably, yeah. she wants to start hanging in the streets or something. I'm not sure. No, I think it's because so many judges called her a blithering idiot when she was Home Secretary when she said or, or did idiotic and stupid things uh, that she it's a, basically a, just a revenge saying, OK, well, if that's what got me called the blithering idiot, I'll, I'll show it. And she's she's doing yeah. it. my I, new theory after yesterday's reshuffle uh-huh. is that she's running a producer's style scheme. OK, <laughs> well, how you don't promote Jeremy Hunt and keep Johnson and Davis on unless you're trying this. You're, you're trying to do something disastrous on purpose, surely. It's strange to think so, isn't it? I mean, Jeremy Hunt, for goodness sake. He's so deeply loathed by 100% of the NHS. And of course, you know, there's no health secretary, isn't there? There's no, you know, like education secretaries and yeah, teachers. Yeah. No, because no, no hospital staff worker is ever going to like Jeremy Hunt. But, no. but he's so loathed on a level that's unknown. And he's the longest serving health secretary who has succeeded in nothing whatsoever. He's brutally privatised... Great swathes of the NHS. His um, so-called reforms, which is obviously in Duncan Smith's project, but his reforms of uh, um, the, the benefit system and all this, mm-hmm. uh, the, the support of dis- 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 disabled people and so forth, have been grotesque. Do you know what? I'm puzzled. Uh, and here's, here's what I'm puzzled about. The Tories obviously don't believe, uh, and, and this this makes me think actually the Tories are quite principled in a funny way. They have the principle that they really they have a principled objection to the NHS as a nationalised and um, uh, non privatised service because actually it would have been so easy. You know, she has she's in a tenuous state in her current party a tenuous state in the country she's holding on with a string why didn't she just throw a huge amount of money at the nhs clearly you know when you when you want a chunk of money you can rustle it up uh, and she could have done that you know maybe we were rustling it up to pay for our leaving from europe you know increase borrowing just enough to do it and then throw the problem on the um uh, john i think you're ticking or hitting the microphone or something it's something i don't like think that. so but keep going um why didn't she just throw a lot of money at the problem which would have been perfectly easy to do uh, and and i think it's because it's ideological you can't afford to fix the nhs in its current state because then you don't get the opportunity to do all the things that your mates have uh, they promised your mates that you would do i guess that's the only thing i can think because it's such a political nightmare to have people lying around and stra- uh, on floors and, and and things like that you you would have just thrown all the money you could at it and yet they are very very precisely keeping it just sufficiently underfunded to cause these problems it is uh, as um uh privatized md is mark porter isn't it 
Mm. No, it's not. It's the other one. Um, oh, I've forgotten his name. Mark Porter's the smarmy TV one. Mm. What's his name? Who's MD on Private Eye? I can't remember. Yeah. Dr. Private Eye. He's, he, as he points out, that they, the, every time they say we're doing this 2.3% increase in NHS budget, it's always just a fraction of a percent under the real terms uh, increase in costs for the next yes. year. So it's always ever so slightly underfunding on the previous year, disguised is, as, a, as an increase. Which, is, which has got to be on purpose. Mm. Absolutely. Well, I wonder whether, you say it's ideological, I wonder whether it's not, it, it's a more direct ideology. I think it's a sort of decades, nearly century old hatred of the existence of the NHS. Yeah, that's, it, what I'm, that's what I mean. Yeah. But, but, but it, it's kind of, you've got to, you see, I think if they literally said we're cutting its budget in half, and then there were, then there was chaos, then there would be no plausible deniability, and yes, they sure. would. Hit. But if they if they can just about show, yeah. look, the numbers have gone up, and still this creaky old Stalinist service just isn't working. Fortunately, Richard Branson's come with with Virgin Healthcare, and he'll help us now. Because look, we we tried our best, but you know, socialism doesn't work. So um, let's try the next thing. We'll try something better, more efficient, and 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 then they will do the the classic thing that they did with, for example, free schools and so on. Is they they will at that point throw a huge amount of money at it. So it appears that the new private system achieves so much more for about a year or two. And then they'll cut that money as well. And then it'll just go, go to hell again. So that's my, my belief. I think they're going to, they'll, they'll allow it to reach, to creep to a complete crisis point. They'll say, we have to think radically now. They will do the final reordering that they've been wanting to do since, since Thatcher was in. And that is effectively a proper privatization of it. Uh, uh, introduction of some sort of, uh, public option health insurance. And it will be run by people like Virgin Healthcare and so forth. But I like that kind of did with the railways. Uh, mm-hmm. It's already started, but I think they know that in order to uh, to do it in a big way, they will need the excuse of a crisis point, and they're engineering that quite quite admirably at the moment. I think. I think there's there's nothing. It's almost too subtle for them, though, isn't it? Like if you my if you plot homelessness against government, mm-hmm. it's so peculiarly obvious how how cruel. A conservative government is. I remember in the early 90s, when I became politically aware, as it were, when I was 14, 16, 15, 16. When you got woke? Yeah. No. Um... Uh, uh, that 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 was the height of the um the the poll tax thing was kicking off and the the fox hunting you know you couldn't walk through a town without seeing a table laid out with pictures of ripped up foxes all over it, yes. um and rave culture had come in and and it was all this big sort of really there was a, a whole generation had grown up under the conservatives and hate and hated them and were rebelling in these various ways yes um and homelessness was so intensely awful mm. um. And then it sort of gradually got better. Yeah. Oh, from '97 onwards, homelessness sort of went away, as it were. It still existed, but it wasn't anything like you. No, you no. Still remember. And I remember when Tony B. Liar was in. If mm-hmm. you actually saw a homeless person, you kind of did a double yes, take. It was like, absolutely. what? I remember those from the '80s. And now, and now it's back, and just like it used to be. And yes. People are living in horrific conditions. And even there's the invisible homelessness is way worse. The the numbers of the tens and tens of thousands of children living in what they call B and Bs, 
They are not B&Bs. What a lovely bed and breakfast. Exactly. So they get this, it's a brilliant term to use, isn't it? Saying these people are living in B&B. So the, in fact, the Daily Mail reader can say, what? They're staying on holiday for free? We're going to a nice fry up every morning. It, yeah, what it actually means is entire families of five or six people living in one room and sharing a bathroom with a number of the other families in similar conditions in buildings that are very probably rat infested, cockroach infested um, and deeply unsanitary. And that's the conditions of which and they're the homelessness you don't step over in the street. Yeah, well, um, you're just and a simpering to, lefty. There's maximum stay of something, what, six weeks in those and people are in there for up to a year um, and that's just normal now. That's become normal again. And it wasn't normal 10 years ago. And now it's normal. Yes. I've got a question for you, though. Uh-huh. Um, do you have any belief or um, attitude that isn't sort of textbook simpering lefty? Do you have an exception? I've got I've, I've obviously got some, but I wonder whether you do. Yes, absolutely loads. I've got a big one. I think um, I, I don't think that uh, I, I think that fathers should be present and when they're not they should be punished much more vehemently and single motherhood is not something that should be aspired towards i'm not sure anyone is aspiring towards single parent no but you have to pretend that it's fine and it's all right and they'll the same outcomes will happen and i don't like arguing with reality to that degree just for politeness i'm not sure if i agree when you when people talk about being a single parent people revere their uh, that that re- that they're even capable. I as you know, as a as a dual parent, I cannot even fathom how anyone, a single parents, have uh, my s- such respect for me. Successful ones are astounding. Well, yeah, it's almost impossible. Exactly. So, uh, but no, I don't think anyone is. People, no, there is. It, there's they... a kind of a there's a weird kind of attitude that you have to where you have to pretend that it's it's fine, it's fine, it's all right, it's not a problem. I mean, th- there's a bigger problem, of course, and even the notion of the two-parent atomic family is not really typical for our species. We should no. have a much broader tribal culture where or children, uh, as I talked about in, in my talk about breastfeeding, in, in, in the Klung, for example, co-breastfeeding is constant you know you, mm-hmm. you be, a woman will think nothing of seeing a, a crying baby while the mother's gone to fetch some water or something and she'll just breastfeed it somebody else's baby that's not a taboo that's it's be very impolite not to uh can you imagine that in this society no, exactly it seems and i've talked to uh, breastfeeding mums to friends of mine right now and said you know how would you feel and they, they just there is these are people who are, you know, don't, don't, are pro-breastfeeding, don't hide in public, any of that silliness. Um, but even they find that a taboo. Exactly. And the, but it's a, what we've got to realise is it's a very new taboo. Mm. It's very peculiar. And yet we feel it looks like the deepest law of nature. No, it isn't. That just shows how alienated we are from our evolved milieu of our, our tribal milieu, which is interesting because one wonders how many concomitant side effects there are. You know, when we look at the, the feelings that we have of alienation and depression and selfishness and so on, think about, you know, that's just one example of what we lost. We we have our little houses, two, two parents, if we're lucky, and one child in that little house, this little individual fortress to which we occasionally allow people in. Uh, it's a very odd way we live at the moment, which we don't stop to think about uh, very are there, often. Are there any herd immunity uh, effects with uh, shared breastfeeding? Well, yes, I believe there are, and I believe, especially before um, before you got antibiotics that would have been one of the only ways of of getting those kind of early warning immunity effects although since since um 
since antibiotics are coming to the end now, maybe we'll mm-hmm. all have to start sucking on, on strange boobs. Well, I'm not adverse to that as a concept. No, no. Um, I, I, so what, what I want to know, though, is was your turkey any good or was it a bit dry and pathetic? We didn't have a turkey. Don't be ridiculous. We had a turkey and it was fine. We had a turkey for Thanksgiving. We had a Gressingham turkey. Did you? Which is like a Gressingham dog. It was surprisingly fatty, which was rather nice because oh, it good. actually tasted of something rather than just of kind of chewing on polystyrene. Which was which well, is instead always... of instead of doing a turkey, I did a chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to do a brisket, but Laura vetoed. Well, uh, when's the when is the? It should be finalised. Okay. Finalised the next couple of weeks. Okay, fine. Um, and uh, but I did a the way I cooked the chicken was I separated the skin for the breast as any w- wise person does and I filled that that gap with slices of lemon, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, there was lemon there, uh, another half lemon inside it along with a bunch of other bits and bobs and then lots of thyme and so we had a lemon and thyme roast chicken and the lemon flavour really got in there it was good. I was going to do a pun where I mistook thyme for the passing of thyme versus the name of the herb. Can you just laugh and pretend I did it? <laughs> Time. Time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got a tip, a cooking tip, since it's mm. now a cookery show. Mm. A really, really easy way to cook a rib of beef. So you've got a rib of beef, and let's, uh, and you want it to be kind of nice and crusty on the outside, but very moist and, and soft on the yes. inside. So assuming yes. you want medium rare, basically, which unless I've you're a savage. I've never cooked ribs okay. that aren't pre, you know, Prepackaged. No, I'm not talking. Yes. I'm talking about rib of beef. I'm not talking about the. Uh, oh, I always see. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were like about a roast. Ribs. Yeah. So, okay. so uh, the way to cook ribs is actually very good. If you if you put them in a slow cooker or a pressure cooker, and and then you finish them off uh, under a grill, perfect. But anyway, the mm-hmm. the rib of beef to get the to get it really perfect, and it's so simple. What you do is you turn on your oven. First of all. Pat the rib of beef dry because you don't want it to boil it outside. That's a key to steaks as well. You know, pat it dry and then keep it as dry as possible. And what the good way to do is if you put it in the fridge the night before, the fridge actually dehydrates it a bit as well. So then you take it out the fridge and you let it re- reach. Where are you storing your meat if it's not in the fridge? No, I'm saying open in the fridge. In other words, take out the plastic, ah. take it out of its wrapping, pat it dry and then let it, let it have a fridge bathe. Uh, oh. and the fridge actually then will dry the outside further so that when it hits the oven it doesn't have to have a little boil of soup on the top it just sears it nicely so then you uh, bring it out you heat your oven to pretty much as hot as it goes which is about 250 260 degrees what you then do is uh, you, you salt it if you want to and then however many because this is from a US tip so it's how they do it by pounds so you multiply the number of pounds by five minutes and that's how long you put it in the oven for so for example we had a three pound rib put it in the oven for 15 minutes and then turn off the oven mm-hmm. don't open the oven door don't uh, don't do anything else and wait for two hours and then take it out and it'll be fine really? and then eat it Yeah, I don't believe you I've done it twice now. Surely every that's time... just a way of saying, "Come on, bacteria! It's t- it's time for you. It's your moment." Well, no, because it has to cool down from two hundred and fifty down exactly about two hours, and uh, it, it, for most of that time, it's too hot for the bacteria. And anyway, who cares? It's only bacteria. There are there are oldest friends. We want them in our tummies. <laughs> So anyway, we made that twice now. Very good. So I recommend that. Multiply by five minutes, then turn off the oven and wait two hours and then eat immediately. No more resting, obviously. Well, I would like everyone to just to slow roast their pork. 
goodness okay. sake, don't just put it in the oven for an hour Especially and a half. Especially Muslims. It. You want Muslims to do it. That's what they've been missing. Muslims and Jews. <laughs> Need to slow roast their pork. Slow roast your pork. Stop, stop blast roasting your pork, Jews. No wonder you don't like it. Exactly. That's the problem. My yeah. goodness, we could open a whole new world of meat to these religions if they'd only cook them more world. Yes, exactly. that would be... That would be wonderful. Are you going on holiday? I, I am. I just, I've got a, before I, I'm not, but before we move on, I just want to say, yeah. I am officially, this uh-huh. is official, uh-huh. all food available to all religions. I've, I've ended that now. Okay, Everyone's good. allowed to eat what they like, because it's just food, and you're all being really silly. Can they eat people? Uh, yes, that's fine too. Can you, you know, uh, can, can they eat? If, 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 if somebody uh, dies and they said, you're welcome to feast on my corpse, would mm-hmm. you allow it? Of course. I think okay. the squimishness about that is ridiculous. But more importantly, you're allowed to eat absolutely anything you want and, and God doesn't care. You've, there was an com- error in communication. It's, f- it's fine. All right. Well, that's sorted a lot that's of problems good news. out, isn't it? Enjoy Just... your paella, paella and, uh, and, and sausages for tea t- uh, tonight. Okay, that's good. Um, so when does that start? Right now? No, right it... now. That says as of this morning. Oh, there'll be plenty of Muslims who'll be waiting to try some bacon then, I guess. Absolutely. How would you, how would you recommend? Uh, they, they they mustn't be disappointed by it, though. So how oh, would you don't go it? out. Don't go out to get in Britain to get bacon. If you're in America, you're fine. <laughs> and if you're in Britain, you get and that And if there are any other stuff. countries in the world, I'm afraid I've not heard, I've not heard of you. Right. <laughs> um, cook it until it crunches. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody... Try it and see see what happens. See, maybe John is tricking you, and the Lord will punish you vehemently. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can you imagine if that were really how the Creator of the universe worked? I am God. I've created the whole universe. He's also Father Christmas, in case that was yeah, unclear. Course, yeah. Um, and everything is for humans to enjoy except for a sausage. If you eat a sausage, you go straight to hell, you monster. Yes, that seems That's how God thinks. That's how the creator of the universe would think. He would say, this one tiny detail is the one thing where I get really cross. Yes. Why yeah. not? Like yeah. a toddler. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't like this! Imagine that the universe had been created by a toddler. I... It doesn't seem an un- implausible theory. No. What I want to know is, does Toby eat properly? Because I've been thinking of all the young children that I know in my life, nieces and nephews and Judy's friends, and I can't think of any that eats in a way that pleases their parents. No, it's true. He eats anything, which is great, uh-huh. but just getting him to actually eat it right. is the dilemma. He's, um, he's a pain. Okay. So we what have do you to do? use a lot of games and a lot of blackmail to get but, him to just eat but his tea. Doesn't that mean you're in an arms race at that point? What if you just... Oh, yeah. What if you just uh, unilaterally disarm? Well, we've tried. We just say... So we will just say, okay, you can get... I, I will often sit down, especially if it's just me. On Wednesdays, it's just me and him for tea. Mm-hmm. And I just say, I couldn't care less, Toby. You can eat, eat it or you can go to bed hungry. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. And then he says, but, but can I have a yogurt? Uh, no. You can't. Mm-hmm. You've got your teas in front of you. You can eat it. But can I have... No, Toby. And then maybe. he goes, oh, I just may as well eat some then. But maybe he doesn't like your cooking. <laughs> do you think um, it might be something to do with that? No, my cooking is perfectly good. Plus, also, his two his, one of his favourite things to eat is my curry. He loves my daddy's curry, so he scoffs that. I imagine when you say curry, it's kind of... 
Well, chicken it's mild, breast. obviously, because chicken um, breast with some yellow paint on it. Yes, <laughs> it's yellow paint from from home base. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's very tasty, though. Mm-mm. You can make a delicious curry without having it be really hot. That's very possible. It is possible. Do you want to give your recipe? Yes. Since this is the recipe show. So, shall I actually give my chicken curry recipe? Yes, please. So you, you chop your chicken up. You fry some onions, obviously, first. Mm-hmm. Um, chop your chicken up into into chunks and you pop it in. With pop the it onions. in what? The oven or the pan? In the pan. In the, in the, I use a wok. Mm-hmm. Racist. Because I like to mix and match my uh, national international cuisines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you chuck in your curry powder on top of that, or your own curry, however you had it, pre-bought or own. Just throw it in right now. Just get, let the chicken yeah. breasts cook in that. Yeah, okay. Good and proper. And then when the chicken breasts are nearly cooked, you don't you want to get them nearly cooked so you don't have to worry after this point. Mm-hmm. That's when I add in one heaped spoon of corn flour paste, you know, mixed into water. Mm-hmm. And one, and this is the twist, the first twist, one oxo cube, beef oxo cube. Because you hate Hindus. In, uh, exactly. In boiling, Actually, no, it doesn't boiling. matter now because you've, you've just rescinded Exactly, it it's not a problem yeah. anymore, so everyone's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, I, I doubt severely there's much beef in a beef oxo cube. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you, so it's beef oxo cube in with the chicken curry. Mm-hmm. And so, you, and the liquid from those gets stirred in, and you wait until the cornflour turns out very thick, and now you start adding your cream. Okay, it's cream you want, good double cream, and you add the cream and you cook it down, and you add the cream and you cook it down. Obviously, you've put some salt and pepper and yeah, other bits yeah. bobs in, um, and you just keep doing that. And then when you feel like that's that's enough cream now, you can put in a splash mm-hmm. of milk if you're worried. Um, and here's okay. the next secret ingredient. Uh-huh. A little squirt, just a little squirt, and you're gonna you're gonna sneer, but trust me, it makes all the difference. A little squirt of tomato ketchup, please. I know exactly, but trust me, what a difference it makes. Well, that's I mean that's what chicken tikka is. Chicken tikka is effectively a traditional curry with with a squirt of tomato puree in it. So there you go, but the, and, and reinvented chicken tikka. And then I like to throw in sometimes if I'm feeling exotic, I like to throw in a few bananas. Oh, okay, right. Um, some throwing some some sultanas, obviously, mm. um, and then just flavour as as to as to your palate. But the, the the two secret ingredients are beef oxo and ketchup. Both of those were told to me by my friend Kath when I was a, when I was a student. Those two tricks. Were you uh, sceptical? Of course, but I tried it and it was delicious. Okay, well, I'll trust you, and I presume that our listener will try it out. And let I'm us sure know. that's what they're having for tea tonight. When you say tea, are you being twee or is that no, actually just fine? We shout the, the the rallying cry in our house is tea time. Was it like that before you met Laura? Yes, yeah, so it was tea in my house as well when I was a kid. Oh, sorry to disappoint you by being right. I don't know. I mean, Victoria sometimes says tea, but it always sounds like a bit arch. Like, oh, I'm being one of those people that says tea. But you are tea. passionately anti saying dinner. You insist on tea. No. You have been in the past. If you've changed your ways on this, I'm not sure I if I can be friends remember. with you anymore. Supper. What about supper? <laughs> supper? Supper is for after. Is for the mysterious meal only grandparents have after tea. Supper. I can't wait to be a grandparent so I can have supper. I can wait to be a grandparent. Why? Oh, oh I wish time were going even faster than it is. <laughs> I've got to be old and decrepit soon. So I can at least say, oh, I can have supper in the moment before I die. Yeah, what a wonderful wish. Let's be honest, what chance has your daughter got of making it to 14 without getting locked up? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. we could... You're being very heteronormative. She might uh, want a girlfriend. I'm not sure she might be doing it by IVF. I didn't suggest how she was getting knocked up. 
It would be a bit odd to choose. <laughs> <laughs> How's she going to afford to go through IVF? <laughs> also, she wouldn't have IVF. It would just be a turkey baster. Come on. Ridiculous. Probably. You don't need IVF if you're 14 and fertile. No. But Even if you're a lesbian. You know, you could you could just have um, uh, you could just have an informal arrangement where the, the the gentleman provides you with what you need and you put it in there. You don't need to go to pay ten thousand pounds have an egg extracted from you in a hospital. I mean, it's ridiculous. What are you telling fourteen year old girls to do now, John? I'm I I may be in the pay of big IVF, <laughs> big egg. Yes. Yeah, we've just started our second round. I'm injecting Laura every morning now with uh, two two different needles. One of them's really complicated this time. We're doing a different regime. Why? Because uh, the last one didn't work. Quite disastrously didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. But you know the phrase, if at first you don't succeed, try, try and try again. Not change everything. We're trying again. We're doing a different... So the problem last time was that Laura mysteriously reabsorbed very many viable embryos. She's got such, embryos, a, <laughs> such a greedy... <laughs> She didn't reabsorb embryos. Eggs. I mean eggs. Embryos. Her body ate all her babies. Laura had a huge pile of viable embryos on toast. Yeah, that's goodness. where we think we went wrong in our IVF programme. Well, now at least you know you can do it properly this time. No, don't eat them. Wait until they're bigger and then you can eat them. Wait until they're juicy. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so this time we'd have a, I have a needle where uh, I have to. It comes with some presumably saline solution inside. I don't know what it is. I'll Cyanide, a, whatever. Yeah. A big yellow needle on the end of it, which is a big thick needle. I always threaten to stab Laura with because it would remove organs. It's so big. Mm-hmm. And I have to squirt that into a little vial full of powder, and I have to mix the powder into a till it's gone clear. Then I have to extract the powder, the juice, the now. A solution out of the vial back into the big into the needle then I have to change to a grey syringe a grey needle this time and I have to get the air out and then I have to inject that in and I have to inject it into her belly but I have to pull back check for blood before I inject it's so I'm basically a qualified nurse also there seem to be a lot of opportunities for there to go quite badly wrong yes oh there is a bit of air in there oh dear you've got an embolism oh oh, no i didn't quite disinfect it properly it looks like you've got uh, blood poisoning well the good news is i'm not injecting into her veins or arteries so this so that i'm not hopefully pushing air into well yes but exactly but how do you know you know you're not because i'm that's what the the pull black check for blood test is is for um, and also, so, I'm getting quite good at removing the air bubbles. I think it's really a lot of responsibility. And then the other is. one's a lot simpler. Do you go the tap tap? Do you go stab? Do you go tap tap? I do. do I do tap tap, and then a little squeeze and a little bit squirts at the end, like in a hospital, like in a medical drama. Okay, good. Um, so where do you? So hold on, you stick the needle into what? Into her tummy. So for that what? one, it's into her belly near the navel. Okay. Okay, so where is the end of the needle actually squirting its stuff then? Well, the needle's about an inch long, so about an inch inside her cutaneous, subcutaneous level. But where is it going? Is it going into the fat? Is it going directly yes. into an open chamber? I mean, what's no, going on? it's going on? into the fat. Is that it's good enough? It's a cutaneous enough? thing. Is that good enough? The body knows about it? And yeah, that's what it? it wants. That's what the instructions very clearly demand. How odd. Yeah, I know. Why don't you just push it a bit deeper and squirt it directly into the uterus? <laughs> that's a good idea. And then the other one just goes into the fat on the leg. So, and that's a much shorter needle. It's only about half. It's only about centimetre and a half, I reckon. It, 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 how painful does she find it? Uh, the belly one is painful afterward. There's no bruising, but it's it's sore afterward. The other ones are just pinpricks. 
But as you do it into the belly, does it actually hurt at that moment? I mean, you yes. think of being kicked in the stomach or something. There's a lot of liquid going in with that one, and that one's quite owie, I think, as it goes in. Um, the other we... one into the leg is fine. The FSH into the leg is fine. That sounds a bit old-fashioned. Can't we do it a bit better than that? It does seem like it. Also, the level of responsibility they're handing over to me as a nurse. Yes. And I have to get this right. This is £6,000 worth of getting it right. That's ridiculous. I know. You shouldn't be given that level of responsibility. You just write about video games. I know! I haven't done any training whatsoever. I just read an instruction pamphlet. An instruction pamphlet which, of course, says that your doctor must or nurse must do this the first one in your presence to show you how to do it. I read as I do my first one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh. And then, of course... You read, it says on the thing, so we have to start doing the second inject, the second needle a few days into the regime, and it says, uh, you read the instructions, and it says, start this on day five or six. And we, um, our, our instructions tell us to do it on day four. Right. And the, so... the thing says, day five or six, or you will definitely kill everyone in your family. And so, and it's Sunday, so we can't call the clinic to find out what to do. That's guaranteed. Did you find out again? We just that... just did what we were told. We just went, okay, we're going to do what the nurse told us and just did it. The, what, what evil nurse hates babies had to say. Well, it's not. It's a private clinic, so it's a, it's a nice nurse that quite likes babies. Okay, yeah, good. They run the, it's the it's a it's a new clinic in a Tanks. private clinic or, or a clinic as it'll be called in ten years. Indeed. Time. Well, this is the place that currently uh, does lots of NHS, does all the NHS IVF as well. Um, it used okay. to be based in the hospital, but they were they, it was awful. They were based they were based in the hospital, and you went in for IVF, and you had to use the same waiting room mm-hmm. as expectant mothers who were going in for scans. Oh, that's nice. So, as an IVF patient, you had to go in and sit in a room full of successfully pregnant ladies. Who all um, looked very smug and held their knees. Yeah, and, they, and they, they, that wasn't going down so well with a lot of people. Excuse me, uh, you just offended me. Yeah? You said su- successfully pregnant ladies. Could you say successfully pregnant people? Because men can get start. pregnant as well. Let's not, let's not get into that little area. Well, all you need to do is just correct what you said and move on. Successfully pregnant people. Thank successfully you. Successfully pregnant humanoids. Humanoids. Well... I don't know. They may have multi-species um, facilities at that clinic. I'm not going to judge. Don't know why we're all all mammals are about the same anyway. So we might as well just solidify on mammalian versus other. I'm certainly working on it. Uh, uh, unless you have a cloaca, you're welcome. Oh, that that I find really offensive. <laughs> Some of my best lovers have cloacas. <laughs> a feathery cloaca. Ooh, ooh, did dinosaurs ooh. have cloacas, or did they have more of what we expect? <laughs> I don't know. I, I would assume a clo- I think I've read cloaca. So I was just trying to think of ty- Tyrannosaurus. Well, they lay eggs, making, so they making must baby tyrannosaurus. Well, I don't know. Is that well, what does a platypus have? Uh, yeah, well, well uh, apparently, a, uh, I mean, how does a, a male duck do its raping? It, I think it's got. It, it does have. Uh, Penis, which which has to go round weird mazes, which the mm, which mm. the lady which the lady duck has um, has has evolved in a kind of weird arms race. Exactly, an anti anti rape channels. Well, not an so, anti rape, anti pregnancy channels. Yeah, so that uh, the, so they must have. Well, look, I'm sitting in front here. of a computer, so I'm just going to clickety clack for the listener to listen to. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to be looking up things about cloaca? I'm using Wikipedia. Okay, that. Dino- oh no, I'm not going to use Wikipedia because I can't. It's not. It hasn't got a good search. Dinosaur cloaca. <laughs> Dinosaur cloaca. There's your image topic. search. Whack. Yeah. 
That's the order in which it's just going to go. Yeah. Okay, okay, I found the BuzzFeed article. This is what dinosaurs having sex look like. Okay. <laughs> Kudos to BuzzFeed. The subhead is not safe for work if you work with dinosaurs. Although, I mean, do they probably show the proper zoomed-in pics, or do they just have some blurry love it's car- It's cartoons of uh, of rutting triceratops, or pent- pentaceratops. I don't want to see cartoons, I want to see the real thing. Oh, so, yeah, it's a photo. Toby keeps asking me to find photos of dinosaurs. You, you, you could con him by just giving some sort of good 3D render. But I'm not going to lie to my boy, I keep having to explain to him. Do you know what Toby's, uh, Toby's really interested in? What? Creation of the moon. Why? He just asked me where did the moon come from, so I told him that the latest theory is that um, I thought it was a, a large a rock, but uh, he's got a book, an astrology book. It's a chunk of... Astronomy book. book. Yeah, Let me sure check. It's a chunk of the Earth, isn't it? Uh, no, bomb, yes, it is, because a planet, a planet called Thea crashed, is the latest series, a planet called Thea crashed into the Earth, mm-hmm. um, and the resulting uh, rubble form of the moon and i told toby about this and it you know in the way that we were just walking along and he asked where the moon came from and i said oh, a big rock crash into the earth and and the, the and it, mm-hmm. all the bits blew off solidified into the moon um and so you know you just assume he's three in two months or th- uh, three at the time and you think this is just going to go over his head mm-hmm. um he comes home from some activity event he was at wearing a badge that he'd made mm-hmm. and the, the badge is, has got some green squiggles on it Mm-hmm. And uh, I ask what the ba- the badge is, and he says it's the rock crashing into the earth to make the moon, Daddy. <laughs> okay. And then he wears his badge proudly out the house, and everyone asks him what it is. He ca- he casually explains to them how the moon was formed. Oh, okay, good. It's so cute. Uh, are they pleased to hear about this? They the thing. This is the weird thing. I think people assume because a three year old saying it, it must be wrong. Hmm. Um. And or or that he's just rambling madness. Also, there's that other problem that you forget that not everyone else can understand your child as well as you can. No, no, because no, blithering idiot who can barely speak. Yeah. So we get the Laura still gets these emails from various sites saying, you know, your baby is three months into uh, three years and two months. He can now he should now be able to ice skate or whatever it is. Hmm. Um, comparing him what size they stopped saying what size vegetable to compare him to after postnatal which I find very disappointing <laughs> yes I think that should keep going he is now three pumpkins <laughs> anyway so one of these that Laura had the other day said that he should be now regularly speaking in five to six word sentences mm-hmm. last night Toby said to me while I was trying to get him to go to sleep daddy imagine if there was a sign at the train station that said no people allowed but the police came along and thought and they thought about it and they thought we should take that sign down and put one up that says no bikes so they chopped that side down and put one up that says people are allowed imagine that daddy did you imagine it I did he vividly created the scene for me. Also, like the idea of the signs come down for being chopped down. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's that's a twenty. There's a twenty-nine word sentence in there. I counted it. Oh, good. So therefore, he's a genius. Yes, he is. He's a genius, and maybe he can then be the next um, health minister for health or university czar. University czar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the university. Why is it always a czar? Why can't it be a university sultan? <laughs> I agree. Do you remember when? Um, when the, the the Obama started having czar, appointed some czars, yes, and the Tea Party crazy. movement went insane, assuming that this was the infiltration of the Russian government into American Parliament. Yes, that was always uh, so cute, wasn't it? Uh, and there was a lovely bit where the New Left media um, went to interview. They were they had the kid who looked like he was super crazy Republican guy, who would mm. go along to these events and 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 ask questions of the crowds at Tea Party events. 
Yes. And he, I've said this on the podcast before. Yes, and Reagan had a czar, and then, yeah. Well, yes, exactly. But he was the one that pointed out that, you know, no no one appointed more czars than, than W. Bush, and, and these people just said, well, Reagan, they're, therefore, think. W. Bush is bad too. That was their result, which yes. is amazing. Mm-hmm. I wonder how the Tea Party feels about the Russian collusion with now. I don't know. It's it's interesting though. I was telling everybody to stop being hysterical about Steve Bannon. Uh, I said nothing's going to happen. He's just going to implode. Um, as ever, I'm I'm the best at everything. <laughs> mm. Shall we say goodbye to the listener yes, as they reflect on my glory? I need my morning wee. Okay. Well, you could just do it now. Okay. Done. Bye. Bye. Have you funs? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever.